freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 326 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com, where you set the price on guns, ammo, and accessories. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is Intersection of Guns and Mental Health, and our guest is Michael Savini. He is the founder of Walk the Talk America. The Walk the Talk America initiative is a nonprofit organization dedicated to making positive change in relationship to mental health and firearm awareness through organizing a profound team of experts from different fields and all walks of life, unbiased by politics, media, or personal prejudice. Walk the Talk America seeks to input seeks to input opportunities to enhance communication, compassion, calls to action, and education. Absolutely. Welcome back to the show, Mike. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's always good to see you too. Absolutely. We're one state away. We're Arizona, you're in Nevada, and you think we'd get to see each other more often, but uh, we don't. And so these opportunities are are great to just kind of catch up as friends, if nothing else. Right. Absolutely. Hopefully soon I'll be, I'll be going down there, you know, the world's opening back up. Vegas is healing. So yes, absolutely. Yes. I heard that I came through there at two o'clock in the morning last week <laughs> and it seems like things were going or happening. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I was just at the new hotel yesterday, resort world and uh, it was packed, packed. Wow. So Did they have masks on. No, not many people wear masks anymore. I mean, there are people walking around with masks, but they, um, you know, I noticed for the most part that people have kind of ditched the mask thing. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good. that's yeah. a great place. It's beautiful. I heard it's beautiful. Oh, it's 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 great. Yeah, the inside's amazing. I heard the rooms aren't as great as people would think they are, but the inside of the actual hotel and the pools and everything like that is beautiful. It's like the old days back when it was like you know. Uh, give them just some place to sleep and not make it too comfortable so that they want to be out of the room. Right. 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 <laughs> so right. Go out and spend money in the casino. That's and the on old stomping grounds, the stardust. That's oh, yeah. where the, that's where the stardust was back uh, in the day. Yeah. The stardust. Wow. Yeah. Well, let's talk about WTTA. Uh, you guys have really taken, I think taken the world by storm. I know probably working from the inside, it feels like it's just been an uphill grind because anything that's a nonprofit and anything that is seeking to change people's mindset about things, it's hard work and it's, it's sometimes can be slow moving, but uh, your organization is what? A couple of years, three years old? We're, we're three years pretty much right 
now. <laughs> so, and an entire year and a half of that was this COVID nonsense. Right, so. the world, yeah. <laughs> which, which brings up the point, I mean, it's got to be a really rough year because there's been so many suicides and things this last year. It's got to be really hard for you right now. Yeah, I mean, it's the, you know, I tell people all the time, like, I wake up to a mass shooting every day, right? We lose over 65 people now to suicide by a firearm every day mm. and that's kind of the world that I navigate in you know it's something that I have to think about all the time I, I got a text this morning from a friend of mine who's a old army buddy took his life last night uh with a firearm oh. and so it's just Sorry. those are the things I live in that you know I live in that world so you know you, you have more guns out there than ever right naturally suicide by firearm is very effective you know way to do it um and you're, you're going to see that especially when people lost lose their jobs and their family stressed out and right. yeah so it Mike, is what it is with without making the firearm the the the, uh, the, the villain the, the villain right. what what are, what can we do about this well that's what wgta does right? right right i mean you know i always say this to people and it, it does kind of it's depressing right because i'm not sure you can stop suicide Right. Um, what I focus on and what WTTA focuses on is doing our best to stop suicide by firearm and yes. getting people the help they need when they're in crisis without fear of consequence. It doesn't mean that people are going to, you know, not complete the act another way. Um, but it's just like anything, right? You go to a casino and you sit down at a slot machine and you see that number there. Um, I want to make sure that people can use the firearm as a portal or door to, to get help as well. Not only just to protect their family and, you know, uphold their second amendment rights, but, uh, you know, I think, I think it's just, a, you know, how many times think about it as you guys have been in the industry for a long time. Like how many times have people said, like, I want to get help, but I'm afraid or I can't. Exactly. Or, I don't even know where to go to start. Like, who's going to be embarrassed. They might, they may feel weak. Right. I mean, you know, you, the man of the house, you're the one that's supposed to be in charge of things. And there may be a point where you just feel like if I talk to my wife about this, it's going to make me feel weak. And right. she may even if she's not trained properly, she's going to maybe even knock you down further. Well, right? yeah, I mean, even as gun owners, right? Like we're, we have this kind of like alpha mentality, right? Like, cause it's, it's like we train, we protect what we love. Um, it's, it's a weird dynamic when you're, you're not supposed to show weakness. It's almost like we're, we're, we're bred for that, right? Like we're here to protect. Mm -hmm. And, um, so when you hit that dynamic where it's like, when you are in crisis, which everyone goes into crisis, right? Like right. at some point in their life, it just yeah, matters depending on how deep it gets. But that's, that's always been the interesting thing is that we're, we're kind of, I mean, I've had it with the, when I'm with the mental health people and, and something, I remember one time I was with Debbie from Mental Health America and we were in Philly and um, a, a street fight broke out and she immediately ran behind me. I don't know, I'm a bigger guy, right? But she's like, I know you have a gun, so I'm getting behind you. <laughs> you know, but like, it's that mentality, right? Like she thinks, I'm like, Debbie, I'm, I want to run just as bad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> out of this situation as you do. I don't want to run towards. I don't know these people. I'm not dying over here tonight, you know. But it's it's that everybody has that faith in you, that belief that if you carry a gun, that you can handle yourself, and and you're not a weak person. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. and that's that can create its own stigma, 
And then if the, the mental health community doesn't understand, that's one thing I, I think you guys do so beautifully is you are that bridge between gun owners and the mental health community so that the professionals aren't accidentally, you know, or, or on purpose adding to that stigma because they're, they're stepping on like, you know, emotional landmines that maybe they, they aren't even aware are part of the whole reason that we do um, carry and own firearms. And so we're reducing the, the hurdles that people have to get over to seek out the help. And on your website, you have um, even a, 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 a test or a, a, like a little bit of a diagnostic, self-diagnostic tool. Talk to us about that. Yeah, we have the screenings that are powered by Mental Health America. Um, and it's actually funny because when I, I look back, it, I was not a big believer in screenings. I, I was like, what, how, how effective can they really be? And if it wasn't for, you know, I've told this story on your show before, but like my daughter taking the screening and coming to me and seeing how it affected her life. Then I had a cousin who actually went to seek treatment because she didn't like the answer to, you know, how, where, where she fell after she took the screening. So I had two real life working examples in my family yeah. um, of seeing a screening take, you know, change someone's life. And you don't have to be in crisis to take a screening. You just go on there and just take it, you know, like just see where you're at answer it honestly, you know, it's anonymous free. And uh, I think that's important. It just gets a conversation going, right? And that's what we wanted to do is we wanted to get those screenings in the hands of firearms owners. We're passing out those bands at shows and, you know, getting the card in the box of, of many manufacturers like Arms Corps. Um, you know, we, we don't like to tell people what people what to do, right? We want them to go and do it when they want to do it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, exactly little card right here yeah that little card so yeah. arms core is putting that in in their boxes when they show oh yeah out. yeah they're, that is they're super awesome they're gonna have it in over three hundred thousand guns this year which is great high point does it um uh, uh black ops argo j's gun uh a lot of different smaller manufacturers do it but that's that's really what my goal is is to get more uh we have safe canon safe does it vera safety does it gun vault uh, Steinal Ammo, uh, you know, we're getting these firearms companies to. Uh, oh. Tell them I'm not home. <laughs> I'm not taking calls right now. <laughs> I apologize for that. And this is a rookie mistake here. Um, you know, but, you know, the goal is to get more and more uh, firearms industry companies to to take part in this. Right. Because that's that's really there's a there's a PR aspect to what we do too for the firearms. Cause I want the firearms companies to understand, like be better than everybody else. Mm -hmm. Right. Like mm -hmm. don't let anyone tell you, you can't be socially conscious. Don't let anyone tell you that you don't care. Uh, show them and take that argument away from them. And that's really what we're pushing towards. We have so many different firearms trainers. I was just at Kevin Dixie's event uh, in, you know, outside of St. Louis, the train and learn event. We had all these different um, instructors there and Jake and I were giving presentations and we were able to get the, the, the trainers to implement the slides that we have on the website and the cards and the bands. So now that they're going to add that aspect to, you know, all of their courses and classes that people take, right? Let's get people talking about this stuff. And once again, it can't be weaponized against us if we're doing it ourselves. Right. You know? exactly. And we're doing it better. 
Exactly. <laughs> so. And and I want to get to some of the legislation um, a little later in our conversation. But there was something that that uh, you and, and Jake uh, Wischierson, I always get afraid to say his name because I screw it up every time. Um, and he's like that. Too. He'd point that out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he would. Yeah, for sure. That's what I love about him. Um, and so uh, you guys had someone reach out to you. Um, this lady, uh, Connie Ray, her life was severely and horribly impacted um, by the suicide with a firearm by her daughter. And so, you know, her life was, was forever changed. And she became very afraid and phobic of the firearm, the tool itself. And then whatever uh, amazing stars aligned that she learned of the work you do and found you two and put her trust in you, you gave her an experience that once again changed her life. And I, I wanted you to just kind of walk our listeners and viewers through that. And it, it's such a beautiful story. Yeah, actually, um, Connie's great. But we met because of our work with the Governor's and Mayor's Challenge of Nevada, um, Nevada Crisis Services. Um, they had a podcast and, you know, we're, we're like this team of different organizations that are doing things for vets. And they invited Jake and I on and Connie was pretty, uh, she was anti-gun, right? Because of the bad experience, because she lost her daughter's suicide by firearm. And it was kind of funny because when we first started off the conversation, because we had somebody, you know, you have different hosts of that show, um, Connie, flat out came out and said, like, my daughter uh, took her own life with a firearm. And when people say that, you never know which direction they're going to go, right? Um, but we had this great conversation. And once again, see that I think that was a perfect example of Connie seeing the work that Walk Talk America does. Mm -hmm. And and saying like, wait a second, I got to let these these gun guys, I got to talk to these gun guys a little bit, you know, more and, and really see what they're all about. And um, you know, us validating the reason why she hates guns, right? Like it's understandable. Like you, she wants to blame something, you know, her, she lost her daughter. Her daughter was a Marine. And, you know, then we, we developed a relationship after she kept, you know, she dug deeper into the organization and she has a show. Um, uh, this is the next stage. I think I got that right. Um, so. <laughs> Let's yeah, hope but, uh, we said it right. So I didn't prepare. Yeah, I think so. Yes, I hope yes, so. The next no, stage. Uh, <laughs> the next stage. Yeah. And uh, she said, Hey, like, I'm willing, you know, because she said, Hey, what if we took you out to shoot? And at first I was going to tell Jake, Jake, take her out and shoot. So I'll come up to Reno. And I said, Okay, I'll go up there too. And, you know, we spent, we had dinner and then, you know, we were just talking. And see, these are the conversations that I love because it's like, you can't change somebody's mind real fast. It just takes time. You got to play the long game with a lot of people, right? You got to let them ask questions. They got to be comfortable. Right? They got to be able to ask the same question 20 times in a row, right? Or, you know, they forget the next day. So Connie goes, we, we go out to the desert, we shoot. And um, she had this breakthrough, right? Because she had, she had told us, hey, my husband, he, he, he loves firearms. I hate them. And he's been trying to push me into this, you know, he didn't want to push too hard. And I think you guys are the guys that take me out there, right? Because it's different coming from us. 
Um, and she had a breakthrough and it was this really cool moment. And, you know, we were filming all this stuff for you because it was going on Fox news and Reno. And, um, it just shows you that when two worlds can, they can come together. Right. And, and I, I don't think Connie by any means is going to be at the range all the time now. And, but she really, you know, broke through that, that fear, yes. um, and got out there. And, you know, here's the great thing. Like I'm out there telling her like the first time I shot a gun, <laughs> Like I was shaking and, and sweating and I probably should have been wearing my brown pants, you know, and it, it's one of those things yeah. where, you know, and, and for her to understand that, like, oh my, you're just like me, you know? Um, and it was cute because as she started to get more comfortable shooting, she was like turning back to her husband and she's like, I'm doing great, babe. <laughs> but, you know, she was going through it getting well, like shaking. Uh, you could see it in her hands, the way she was holding a grip. Um, but it was just one of those cool moments where we got to change somebody's opinion on firearms and understand now where the arguments are and why nothing ever gets done. And, mm -hmm. you know, what, like I said, when people see that you're doing something, because everyone has this doing, do something, mm -hmm. but no one knows what, how to define it except for legislation. Right. Right. And, and they're not going to do the deep dives into stuff we do. So we got to tell them and we got to tell them with love and kindness and deliver that message. And then when they're like, whoa, wait a second. And if you watch the video yeah. or you watch the whole completed documentary, because it's a two part documentary. One of my favorite parts is the very end with with Dustin Jones from Arms Corps. Mm -hmm. um, I really, really want mm -hmm. that to get out there because it shows what arms court does right it shows a manufacturer you know putting the card in the box for the menthol flyer talking about the link to the screenings that's going on the side of all their ammunition boxes right which is Whoa. awesome yeah right. yeah like this is stuff that's never been done before and connie and her team were blown away they actually went down to perumph to to film this because they wanted to see it but these are the things we need to get out there right because like arms court they're not going to go out there and blow it up themselves. Like they just do the work. Right. Right. We, we need the media to pick up on these stories. And it's one of the few times where you, you see a really just genuinely good story about the firearms industry and everything that happened with Connie and taking her through that journey. And there's like this moment where she has this like breakthrough and she starts to cry. Um, and Jake and I were sitting there and I just like, I got to give her a hug. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I got to give her a hug because it's just like, I could see her letting go of, of that anger she had towards the firearm, you know? And like I said, who doesn't understand that she's angry because she lost her daughter, right. you know, but the gun was not the problem. Right. You know? right but how and do you that's, win that's that? what we got to how, how would you win that conversation how do you, her if you would have, if you would have said, well, it's not the gun's fault. You're stupid for thinking that, no, you have to work with people. They've been through a lot. And a lot of people that don't like guns need that baby step to get to the process because they don't know they're afraid. Right. And too many times yeah, we just absolutely. say, Oh, you're stupid. You don't like guns. You know, you're just crazy. You don't know what you're doing. And it, th that doesn't work. We have to be able to communicate and talk to them. Yeah, we have to get out of our echo chambers. A lot of us stick in the echo chamber, right? Or we only communicate with the people that come to us and say, like, I'm willing to learn, right? Like the Connie Rays, right? She, she was open to it. And I have, they're all anecdotal, but I have like a ton of these type of stories. You know, Connie isn't the first person that came through and changed their viewpoint on firearms after they saw the work that we do. Um, 
it's important to, 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 I mean, even if you fail, like I'll give you a prime example of something that's coming up. Um, after the San Jose shooting, there's a professor at San Jose State that contacted me. She's super anti-gun. He admitted it, <laughs> but she's the head of like the, the, the veteran services of San Jose State. And she also has an organization called Students Demand Action. So she wants to fly me up in a couple months to talk to both. And I told her, I said, this is going to be really funny because one of your one of your groups is going to love me and the other yep. group doesn't Not know so and they're probably going to make a judgment. But I'm excited to actually get that opportunity even if I fail with them. Because, hey, you demand action? Like, let me show you. Right. I'll show you the action. Because yes. I guarantee yes. you those kids have never even thought about what we do, right? Exactly. So you gotta, you gotta be willing to have those conversations. And you know, I was with a bunch of influencers in, at Kevin Dixie's Train and Learn event. And, um, you know, I told them, if you, you think you're doing advocacy, but you're not. Some of you are just talking to the same people over and over again, right? Advocacy is like going out and talking to people that mm. don't like us, <laughs> right? And trying to bridge that gap and say like, look, you want something done, let, let me show you what we're doing. There hasn't been one person yet that hasn't seen what Walk the Talk America does and, and seen companies like Arms Corps doing this stuff and hasn't said, that is really cool. Mm -hmm. This is, I didn't even know this existed. Mm -hmm. I had a dollar for every time someone said, I didn't even know you existed. I wouldn't even have, <laughs> I could retire. Right, you wouldn't need to fundraise anymore. You would be all- Right, 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 right. <laughs> but, you know, the, the story is so beautiful. Like I said, you, you don't really get to see firearms- pieces, especially about the industry that are that positive. And it was, whether you hate firearms or, or you're the staunch, like proud from a cold dead hands, you're going to like this segment. You're going to like the segment, right? It, because it addresses so many issues on so many different levels. And at the very end, it gives you kind of hope. Yeah. Uh, we're so divided these days. Mm. And what you saw, that was real. It was all raw right? Like her going through that journey, her saying, I'm going to come after you. We told her, like, you may hate guns still after this. We don't know what's going to happen, <laughs> you know, but uh, got out there and Jake took her through all these exercises to calm her down. You know, Jake is like a Jedi, you know, he, he he's just a very calming person. Yeah. And, um, you know, him telling her uh, his story was great, you know, because Jake had to, you know, he says I had to come out of the closet as a gun owning clinician. And caused a lot of backlash for him he actually became sort of a pariah in his own field uh for many people right but this is the type of stuff this is going to get people killed if we don't start you know doing something about it and addressing it and that's what the whole piece did and there's i love i love the banter between connie and the the two uh news anchors right like that's a really cool part of it. yeah yeah that's a really cool part right just like i said it's a, Something I'm very proud of. Um, I, I hope it gets a little bit more traction. If, if anything, I hope it gets traction for Arms Corps. Like that story needs. That? To be told. Mike, how how do uh, see that? Um, it's Fox News Reno. I'm sure if you just the the quickest way, and obviously I can send you links to it, so we can have it up on on your page. Um, obviously you can go to our social media. We have links to it. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're just sitting at your computer and you do Fox News Reno Walk Talk America links come up that that is very cool and so i've seen clips but i didn't i didn't realize even till just right now that there was a whole documentary that it was part of those clips were part of so um is do you know the name of the documentary 
Um, it, I think it's just at the uh, guns and mental health at the intersection of guns and mental health. That's a great yeah. name. I basically chose that today for my show. <laughs> and I wonder, I wonder why I did that because I've got this, these great t-shirts here that uh, showed up in the mail one day that say the intersection of guns. Those are so like, sexy. What is are, those, are those beautiful? <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yes. And, and where were That's our, a conversation our, starter right there though. Oh, like that, when sure. I wear that shirt. Yeah, people talk to me. I'll be at the grocery store, and people are like, "What is what is that?" <laughs> and how do uh, people that are watching and can see these sexy, awesome black and uh, green and white T-shirts? How would they get some of those? Just go to the website, um, and you yeah. can do a donation with a, gift, a free gift, and uh, you know we get them out to you. They're comfortable, um, great shirts. Like I said, they're a conversation starter. Um, doesn't matter what side of the fence you sit on. Usually people like the shirt. They think it's very interesting. I uh, just need some. You know, and, and it goes to Walk Talk America. It's, you know, I can't stress it enough. We don't have we don't have paid employees. So, you know, you know, all the help right. we can get. Um, right. You know, we've been around three years and it's funny because people think we're this big, huge conglomerate or not. We're literally Thank like six here. people that just <laughs> grind it out. <laughs> taking the world by storm. So you look bigger than you are. And, and that's, that's any organization, any nonprofit, there's like five people that do everything. So, but um, I don't know if you heard me say, but mine just needs some polka dots and it'll be perfect. So I'm going to super. I'm going to next round. We'll do some polka dots. <laughs> no, but, but seriously, seriously, like it's, it's been such a great experience. And one of the things that I'm super proud of is, is, the fact that I'm being invited and into these circles, yes, you know, and, and we have this fear uh, as gun owners is like, if we sit down with people that are anti-gun, somehow they touch us on the arm or something and we become anti-gun. I always thought it the other way. I know. I'm like, if you let me in your, if you let me in your group, be careful. You might start loving guns. You know what I mean? Like, that's the way I look at it. I never walk into the situation and say like, oh, I'm going to see that point. <laughs> you know, yeah. only thing I see is if you hate guns, <laughs> if you hate guns, there's probably a reason why. Most likely it's because you don't want to see people die. Right. But you're a little misinformed, misunderstood, um, unless you're politically, you know, pandering. Mm -hmm. Right. And you have your agenda. Mm -hmm. But I get that. Right. And that's where we meet people where they're at, like understand why they hate the gun. Mm -hmm. and work from there and uh and open their eyes to some stuff absolutely but it is hard i mean you think about you know a person that lost somebody because of a they used a handgun or a rifle shotgun or whatever versus somebody that may have used a car they don't seem to blame the car mm -hmm. but they automatically blame they never the do. Right. and it, it, that's interesting because I, I don't know it's because they don't the gun the is the so drug. close and the far the car is kind of first of all cars are everywhere they're that's life you know you use a car to go to work you right. so maybe that's why but it's strange how that happens and then to take somebody that's been through that how do you how do you make them see that it's way beyond the gun yeah well i think people yeah, have the first know. the first thing like i said that you have to be able to give them solutions yeah right so i think you make a great point right it, it, you have to be able to show them that there's something being done, yeah. right? Because once again, they're always going to default to legislation because they don't know any better, right? Or they don't understand how that legislation could possibly uh, affect underprivileged, underserved, or, you know, uh, 
people that that struggle with mental illness, right? And you shouldn't have to wear those scarlet ace. But that's what I'm saying. You have to be able to say, we do this, and it blows their mind. They never yeah. expect like mental health screenings in the box. Like, they never expect gun stores to feature these cards. Right. They they truly believe we don't do anything. Right. Right. We just and collect they, right. money. So we cause it's basically we're feeding the fire <laughs> right. by selling guns. We cheer. Right. Right. And they say, yeah, I mean, you, you, you know, you make some great points. It's funny. Like you think about like, you know, you never, don't, never blame the car. Like, every time there's a police shooting, nobody ever blames the gun. Even a knife. Right. Right. <laughs> Even a knife. They right. don't. Yeah. It's so, yeah. so, you know, that's, but it has to be because one is they're not sure they even like guns and then they use the gun. The gun is close. It's, it's easy access for them. Those kinds of things. But, we never talk about okay the gas line when they or the muffler in the car you know in the garage or or jumping off a cliff or anything else things, yeah. that you know is it the national park? drugs right drugs. Right. Drugs. right absolutely right. yeah drugs oh my god i mean think of the uh, opioid oh, epidemic you know yeah it's insane well so you know you i think you are a a secret ninja of of how to work all of this. And I think the superpower is relationships, relationship building. And you just have a way about you that you, it's understood as soon as someone meets you that people are the priority. You, you know, no one I can guarantee you that's ever met you could honestly say, well, he's just about guns and this is just some tricky way to get people, you know, more interested in guns. You always are relationship forward and people forward. And, and that has moved you into circles, as you said, that a lot of uh, advocates and activists never even get the opportunity to or would see that there's an opportunity. And so you have used that secret power to impact even legislation um, in a positive way. And so if there's anybody out there that's on the pro-right side of the fence that's saying, you're, re you know, you're not prioritizing things correctly. We, we met a guy like that at a rally on the Capitol lawn, right? Mm -hmm. you're, you're somehow helping the anti-gunners with what you're doing. Um, you know, the, the, the legislation that you've impacted has been for the benefit of our rights and our freedoms. And you have done that through conversations and relationship and helping people see that you care because nobody cares what you think until they know that you care about them and what they value. Um, I don't know how much you can talk about your, your secret ninja skills and where you've used them, but if you can, uh, please, please talk to us about those. Yeah, because of the relationships that I've developed, um, when I say the other side, and I, I mean it in the way of the mental health side, right? And you tend to have a lot of people that are gun neutral or anti-gun on that side. Um, but we have allies on that side. They're not perfect allies, but th there's overlapping interests, right? So now every time I read a, a silly gun bill <laughs> that most likely they don't read mm -hmm. because they don't, it's not their wheelhouse, right? They're, you know, they're not looking at gun legislation and thinking about it from a mental health standpoint mm -hmm. <laughs> because most of them tend to hate guns, right? Like I hate golf. So I'm not up on the latest golf stuff. 
right? But, but but this is what's great about having these relationships or when I get these bozos that literally say like, hey, uh, you shouldn't be talking to those people. Well, <laughs> I should. And I'll tell you why. And you know this, Cheryl, because I've shared this with you too. Mm-hmm privately because I can't go out there and just flame the people that, you know, hey, I got these people doing this. But I have people working behind the scenes when I point out this stuff that shows that these these gun laws can be insanely uh, detrimental uh, to the stigma, the fuel that's, that's thrown on mental health. Now they have to do something about it. So I show them the bill. I almost tell them. It's like telling. I'm telling, right? I, I, I get that. And, and I say, this goes against everything that you taught me. And look at this. And you, you saw the text message. Remember, we came out of, up out of the chair. We are having our people talk to that person about mm-hmm. that bill. So mm-hmm. some of these things I know are going to get shot down. It's kind of funny because I watch behind the scenes and I watch, once again, the echo chamber. And they're getting all excited over bills like HR 127. And, and, and rightfully so, right? Like, you should be angry about that because it's a ridiculous bill. But there's times I want to be like, relax. The wolf is on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's, there's secret like, ninja right. skills enact. <laughs> that's that, once again, that's why I got to stress like it's so important to develop these relationships. Even if they don't, you know, at the end of the day, like I have these conversations with people and they're like, look, I'm not going to help you there because I don't know if that helps or not, right? This certain part of legislation, but I know this is wrong, mm-hmm. right? And that's where we can get together and stop something. But you can't have every, I mean, if it was a perfect world, you can't have everything go your way. You're going to have to have adversity, uh, you know, and you're going to have to let people respect you but at the same time, like say, look, I completely disagree with you. Absolutely. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. It's funny, Cheryl, that, you know, like, you know, we've talked about it before, but, you know, there's meetings that happen where some of the people that, you know, our side considers villains are on there. Yep. Um, but once again, like, they're not going to touch my arm and change me. Right. Like to me, I I'm there to talk to them about the silliness of some of the things that they are proud of. Right. And I do it in a respectful manner, play with right. it gracefully, but um, I'm there to remind them like, Hey, this, this red flag law that you, you wrote up that you're so proud of, like, you know, this is I 40 something year old white man, like totally came from nepotism. Right. Like I own my own businesses. If I got red flagged, I can go fight in court. I could take four days off. I can get the best lawyer, right? There's a lot of privilege here. I admit that. But what about the single mom from Compton, mm-hmm. you know, who's been robbed twice? What about the Shanine Allens, right? They've been robbed twice and they had to go get a gun, a firearm. You're not going to affect her, right? Did you think about that? And it's kind of funny because that's, those are those gotcha moments. And you don't have to, like I said, you don't have to present them in, a, in, in you know, various manner like with anger you could just literally walk the walk question. them into the deep end of the pool yeah. and yep. say swim like yeah. um because they don't right and once again though like these are the things like they sometimes they don't realize what they're doing with, with these things because they didn't think of that way because they oh their brain i know what happens they always go to the worst case scenario with everything they do right like and, and it tends to do that, right? You think about transfer laws. What are you trying to stop? You're trying to stop, you know, felons from passing guns. But while you try to stop that, you don't think about, you know, if Mike's in crisis and I go over to his house and I can't take his firearm out of the house, we'll both be felons. Right. They don't think about that. They go to the worst case scenario, right? They shouldn't be punished for that, but it needs to be pointed out because then they're all standing there and they're like, 
oh my God, we didn't even think about that. It's ridiculous, right? And you have a good Samaritan cause or something. <laughs> but this is how you change. This is how you change. This is how I do it. So I need my staunch 2A, probably from a cold dead hands guy. I need him to stand like four feet to, to my left. <laughs> and and I like that, right? Like we need the, those guys. We need those people on those lines that are like, I'm not giving you an inch. But what happens is that they look at that person and they're like, I can't talk to that guy, but I can talk to you, Mike, <laughs> you know, and then I invite that conversation in. Yeah. So but you know, it's I, my I method. That, and it's, I see that, Mike, but, you know, you go and um, uh, if you yell at somebody and tell them how stupid they are, then they're just going to shut you down and walk away. But if you talk to them calmly and really, you know, talk with your heart and, and, and let them know the points that you believe in, even if they don't agree with you, when they go to bed at night, they think about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's just like arguing with Cheryl. If, you know, when we first got married, you know, we used to fight, argue and who could be the loudest and yell. Now it's like, you know, you just calmly say your point and she may not agree with it right now. But then she sleeps on it. I didn't know we ever argued. Oh, we've argued once. One, we did one. But you know, you know what I'm saying though. It's like you're I not gonna, winning a lot. You're of not going to win but... a battle by force. You're going to win a battle by giving your two cents calmly, collectively. Absolutely. And if it, you don't try to change them immediately, they'll go home. They'll think about it. When you talk to a senator or you talk to a legislature, you talk to them calmly. And then, if they have any conscience at all. They're going to remember what you said and they're going to figure it out what to do. But if you yell yeah, at them, I agree with you 100%. So, and yeah, that's why you put on a defensive, right? And it becomes emotional. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, um, I think to be able, you know, what I, I always watch my language when I'm talking to somebody that's, that's anti gun or, you know, believes they're right, right? Like everyone believes they're right or they'll say, like, I don't have a problem with this, but we need to have this, right? Like I, I, you get that a lot when, when people don't understand something like everybody should have this or we should have mandatory training or like, you know, all these things. But, you know, you always try to say like, okay, look, I can't necessarily change your mind, mm -hmm. but I can explain to you what the issue is. Mm -hmm. Like you need to understand where my people, that's mm -hmm. a non-starter, mm -hmm. right? And that's, that's really what we're building, you know, this bridge with is like, there's a lot of people that call me and this is good because I want them to call me like when there's a, a shooting, I want them to call me because I need them to ask me those questions. Remember I told you the silly questions that they can ask me 20 times over and over again. Yeah. They need to be able to say, okay, we just refresh my memory. Why, why, why won't you give up the ARs? Right. And then you calmly talk to them and they're like, that's right. Right. And then they understand, okay, that's where the issue is. Um, it doesn't make, one side right or wrong right like they could still double down on no i still believe this but at least they'll understand like why why are these people so adamant or why are they so emotional when it comes to transfer laws red flag laws right and you need to understand the why yes you know and you got to deliver that message with kindness and love and it's the oxford manner right it's like playing with other people's ideas in a graceful way and and you know, that, that's how you do it. And once again, I, I know you're going to have listeners that are going to be like this guy, <laughs> like the guy on the lawn, right? Like that yes. came at me, um, yeah. you know, the at the Capitol. Yeah. 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 They're, they're going to say like, absolutely not. Like, do not sit down with those people. And I, it, that's fine. Like be you, <laughs> you know what I mean? To mm -hmm. Do that. But I, I've sold more good, you know, we've had, I've said this line before on your show, I've sold and armed more Americans than most people. Right. I don't need, I don't have to like 
put up numbers, right? You can talk to me about it because yeah. you own a gun store. Right, um, right. But, you know, some influencer that's just out there repeating the same three catchphrases into the echo chamber, don't, don't tell me. I, I don't need to hear it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like the three years, the work speaks for itself. Um, exactly. Yeah. And, and not, you know, I, I owe it a lot to you guys. You were there from day one. You know, so well, and you've seen this. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. And thank you for the work you're doing because uh, I mean, I, I want to shout it from the rooftops at all times because I love your analogy of me. You say I'm a, a werewolf and a vampire, right? Because yep. I'm, you're a I werewolf a that can change into a vampire. Because <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, have a I didn't foot tell him that, both... I didn't tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a foot in both camps. You know, I, my degrees are in uh, psychology and mental health. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we've for the last almost 20 years, we've owned a gun shop. And so, you know, I, I get so much about both of those worlds. And so when I saw something like Walk the Talk coming forward, I was like, oh, my gosh yes and why why is this something new right why isn't this something that that wasn't always there uh but now that it is let's tell everybody about it and do everything we can to make sure that that this information is out there and i love the screening idea because doesn't everybody on facebook it's so funny when i i see like the new thing like what disney character are you most like you know people love to fill those things out you know or um, you know, a personality profile kind of thing. Those are always fun. I love those myself. And so here's this screening that could actually change your life by helping you be more tapped in and more self-aware. Um, you know, and there, there's no shame. There's no stigma. There's nobody that's going to follow up and call you in 10 minutes, you know, and say, Hey, I'm just around the corner. Uh, your, your local mental health uh, facility. Um, nobody's going to knock on your door. It just gives you information that you can do something with and, and change your life for the better and then share it with others who might be in a similar situation where, you know, like Mike said, we're all struggling. We all struggle at some point. And uh, the, the goal is to, you know, slow down before you hit total yeah, bottom. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, it's like the kids nowadays that are going through this whole year of COVID and stuff. It's like they're almost ta taught this mm. that they that that it's okay to be thinking of suicide and things like that. It seems like because no one's there's not very many people that are trying to help with that. Mm. Well, walk the talk, America is yes. Um, and just America. before before we go, I wanted you to touch on uh, how the the firearms industry as a whole has or hasn't supported the work that you're doing um and I, I think you've got an event coming up soon that you're hoping to get some some new fresh contacts and and traction yeah well i you know i got derailed when when covid happened and the world ended and all the shows were canceled uh, and when i say shows i'm not talking about shows that are open to the public i'm talking about industry trade shows you know like you have your shot show and then you have things like nasgw well in october nasgw's um, you know, it's starting again and it's going to be in Columbus and it's an opportunity for me to go and meet with, you know, the NASW stands for National Association of Sporting Good Wholesalers. So all the wholesalers get together. That's your Davidsons, that's your Lipsies, right? And they, they have this 
meeting and all the manufacturers go. So it's going to give me an opportunity to get in front of all of the decision makers, the, the presidents of these companies, Ruger, Smith and Wesson, everybody's there, right? And and talk to them about, you know, being socially conscious, being responsible, having some some cash in the budget, you know, uh, for outreach and the and the work we do. Walk Talk America, you guys get it. You were there from day one. You've watched it evolve. You've actually taken part of events. Like it's, you could explain it, right? But I think it's a concept that some of these people I need to be face-to-face with yes. and sit down and talk yes. to them. So I'm excited that the shows are going to start again um, because I think, you know, it's not that the industry hasn't done anything or hasn't supported me. There are those that have supported me. Uh, it's been tremendous, right? But I think there's a lot of people that probably would say, I never even heard of you still, mm-hmm. right? Because you got to remember like these guys don't sit in the Instagram world and the Twitter world all the time. Yeah. So like, I always have to keep that in mind. Like when I get frustrated, you know, it's like get out and pound the pavement, but now I get a chance to, right? Like we're opening back up. We're, we're going to start having these shows. So it's good. And, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, because, what we've done on the shoestring budget and the grill style that we've done everything. I can only imagine what we do if we had Wayne LaPierre's suit budget, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> that's my thing. Good point. But uh, uh, yeah, but you know, if, if, if we had some money, first of all, like those cards, you know how much, how easier it would be to get manufacturers to put them in if I supplied the cards. Mm-hmm. you know just right. like the nra did right they used to send to eagle so we put them in all the bursa boxes they would yeah. just send us stacks of these cards you know yeah um like what's your excuse companies now? like arms and high point yeah yeah but like companies are like arms I, like i can't steinal ammo like uh vice and tactical all these these companies and I'm, I'm leaving out a bunch of people but like they're just doing it for me like, thank God, right? Mm-hmm. Because we don't have the budget to constantly supply them with the cards they need to do. There's printing this stuff. This is what I mean, though. The industry needs to stand up and these stories need to be out there yeah. that they're doing something. Yeah. yeah so Absolutely. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah, a lot of companies have their blinders on and they only see what's in front of them. Mm-hmm. So if, if people like you, Mike, don't approach these companies, or then it's, it's not going to happen because I remember there's times I'm so focused on my business mm-hmm. that I couldn't focus on. I didn't know what was going on out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's the thing is, you know, if they have that uh, plausible deniability of, oh, I've never heard of you. Well, that's one thing. Well, you're going to take that layer away by showing up at things like the NASGW and, you know, open those conversations and introduce yourself. Okay. Well now, now, you know, yeah. right. And once yeah. you know, what are you going to do about it? And what would be your reason for not helping with something like this? You know, this is about saving lives, uh, yeah. lives of, you know, our children who are our future lives of our veterans who are dying in huge numbers every day. Um, it, it's just, I love that, uh, you're going to get out there and take away those excuses, uh, for people that, that aren't helping yet. Yeah. Take away excuses from everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, even the mental health side. I don't want to hear the excuses anymore. Can't say we don't do it. We don't do anything. Um, exactly. I remember you know, and more. More ideas come out of this, right? Like this is sure. You know, this is you've seen this thing evolve. I mean, I, I look at the first couple months was a joke. I thought I was doing something big, right? Like. 
but you watched it evolve. And that came from input that came from my relationships with the mental health people that came from listening to, to feedback from manufacturers that came, you know, coming up with new ideas, like these things evolve and they need help and they need help from everybody. Well, we've interviewed a lot of people. And I remember the very first interview that we did with you. Now, Cheryl had already met you through the just on the phone. And then I called him but, on the wrong day. Yeah, but then but anyway, he still took my call. And the, we did the interview live the, on the radio. Yeah. But that's the first, another story. <laughs> the first interview that I did with you, I knew that you were the perfect person for this. Because you, I, out of all the people we've interviewed, I have never seen anybody with more heart mm -hmm. and more focus on what you're doing. And I really appreciate that. No, I, I really appreciate it too. And you know, I think and if I can compliment you two, you guys are the perfect people as well. Like you're very approachable and you you give off an energy where people want to learn from you or listen to you, right? And I, and I feel like you're saying that about me, which I really appreciate, but um, you know, it's, it's coming right back at you too. So you guys have been great. Thank you. Well, thank you. And and also uh, that extends to Jake Wiskerson. Would you say his name for me so I don't get Wiskerson. Wiskerson. Dang it. I was so close. Call him Whiskerchin. Whiskerchin. That's how it's spelled. And for a while he had a beard. I think he shaved it off now. So anyway, and, and uh, you dove in here at, at a moment's notice. We had a, a cancellation on a guest and you dove in here today on a holiday, uh, July 5th. Monday 2021 and uh, Jake said well I'd love to join you but I'm going to be kayaking on a lake with my wife so I'm like fine I'm not jealous about your kayaking in a beautiful lake but uh, you're excused so, <laughs> so. Yeah, the, the, you know that talk about a guy who works at a pace he keeps up with me and he does it all for free I mean, and he does way more than just walk the talk. He teaches police, uh, the police academies, and he does all that stuff for free. That guy's like a walking angel. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy. Amen. And you, and you're both, you know, you have families besides, right? So it's not like you're just, either of you are just sitting around looking for something to do. Uh, you've really put dedication into putting your, your personal time. And our time is our most finite commodity. And so when I see people spend their time that way, it, it just the respect factor goes way up. So, all right. Well, Michael Sodini of Walk the Talk America, tell folks how they can open their wallets, open their hearts and uh, help out this amazing organization. Their minds, open their minds, and their minds yeah. and, uh, and follow right. all that you do. Uh, you know, listen, uh, I understand that not everybody has money and especially these times, right? We just came off of this pandemic and, you know, so even if you just share what we do on your social media, that's, that's like a donation as well. So, you know, I appreciate that. But if you go to at walk talk us, that's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, obviously you can go to our website, WTTA.org or walktalkamerica.org donation buttons on there um you know even believe it or not like even the five dollars or the ten dollars they add up and it helps right um you know so like i said not everything's about money we need it but you know at the same time if you if you just want to help there's ways that you can help so go there you, you read them you find them on the website we give you all these different options of what you can do but i really appreciate the support i appreciate you having me on you know 
I'll always come on for you guys. So absolutely. You do. At a moment notice. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, we just love you so much. We love what you're doing. You and uh, thank you so much for, for continuing to do it. We will talk to you soon. Okay. I'm going to send you that link. Okay. Yeah, for, the, for the, the documentary. The documentary. Yeah. So I'll that to you. Absolutely. yeah. So, all right. Thanks, Mark. Thank Have a good you. holiday. Thanks. Bye -bye. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. He's awesome. He is awesome. And I'm gonna have to see about how I can get some polka dots added to this shirt because I just love it. The intersection of guns and mental health. And then the puzzle pieces on the back. I mean, that just in a visual tells you, you know, there are these two different worlds, but they do connect together. Yes. And how do we how do we cause that to happen? I love it. Yeah. You know, um, we, we have to do something because if we don't, then the other side is just gonna say it's all the guns' fault, it's all the guns' fault. Oh my gosh. And they do. And, and then they also say they being the people that don't understand guns, don't like guns, don't like our rights, whatever the case may be. They also say, well, we love our guns more than we love children or we love right. our fellow human being. And that is absolutely not the truth. And things like this help to demonstrate that, you know, we put our, our money and our time where our mouth is and I love this, this whole um, card here uh, that goes in the gun boxes and it says mental health is okay to talk about. Everyone has it, some might need help with it. Walk the Talk America is with you. Goes on about where to find the anonymous screenings. But on the back of it, it says, be mindful of your mental health. National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-TALK which is 8225. It says find a, to find a therapist, go to psychologytoday.com. And um, then there's a place that each store, each local range or whoever has these cards out can actually put like a business card or the stamp or something of uh, a local counselor. And I mean, they've thought of so much to, to just pave the way and make it easy for people to get help and realize that there's no shame in it. There's no, there, to realize that you need help is a strength. And it would be nice to um, see that become more culturally acceptable. And it's not a weakness. I mean, if I have a toothache, I don't tough it out, right? right. I go to professional and I get it taken care of. So um, it's that kind of thing. But well, counselors go to counselors for counseling. Right? So my, one of my, uh, one of my, I was going to call her a trainer. One of my instructors in my um, schooling called it getting her checkup from the neck up, right? To so get her, her uh, operating system looked at once a year, at least. I've never been to a counselor before, but I've been married 34 years. <laughs> To someone who plays a counselor on yeah, TV, yeah. right? <laughs> so. so, no, but I, I, you know, at first when I first, you were first going through this thing, you were doing it. I, I kind of thought, oh. you know, but there's needs. Yeah. When and I was it, going through my schooling, you right, we were like, right, yeah, there's is that needs. what you mean? Yeah. Right. You were because, like, oh, this psychology stuff, and she keeps using her psychology right. stuff then Cheryl, in our conversations. Cheryl forced. I mean, asked me to go for. <laughs> she asked me to go to one and I went to a week long one yeah. in California and right. it it's life-changing. I, I just have to tell you, I, I did not agree to want to go, 
But I thought, okay, if this will calm her down and then it can be done. And I got a new outlook on it from there. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that the counselors were getting counseling mm -hmm. and I heard that, you know what? It's okay. We all have some issues. Yeah. All of us do. Yeah. Everyone. There's nobody out there that doesn't have issues. Absolutely. And so the uh, training or the the um, psychological experience that you had, um, it's called Ultimate Leadership through the Cloud Townsend Organization. And I've taken it three times. Um, and Danny's taken it once. Our daughter, I think, is going to be taking it within the next year. And it is such an amazing experience because it's like, you know, uh, there's that biblical saying about, you know, clean the inside of your own cup out uh, right. so that you are. And it's weird because when I took it. Good and clean uh, stuff to right. others. When I took it, there's no way they're getting the stuff out of me because I don't even know what's inside of me. Then about halfway through it, it came out of me. I said, why? Did I tell everybody that? Why did I bring this out? I'm mad at myself. And then by the end of it, I'm going, did I miss something? Because maybe I should have said more. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe I should take it again. Because it it's that, that thing, like I said, when you, if you argue with somebody forcefully, they're never going to listen to you. Well, but I maybe but, make them stand firmer. Right. So then by going through this thing, I realized that I, I learned a lot from it. Absolutely. And so you know, it's good. So if you need, you know, if you even think, not even if you don't think, you should question yourself that you, you might need help. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and, and this is a funny, a funny, but you know, if everybody in your world, if you think everybody in your world needs help, and probably it's you. Right. Right. Oh, right. That's right. I mean, you know, you think about we'll that. Start if, with a man in the mirror. There's a song about that. I've and, heard it once yeah. or twice. You right? complain about 10 people that, you know, oh, they're this and this and that. And then one day you go, wait, there's 10 people that all feel this one way. And I feel maybe there's something wrong with me. <laughs> maybe it's me. Maybe yeah. I can get some help. All right. Well, we've got to wrap up and get out of here, but uh, we will definitely get that documentary uh, by Connie Ray. That's W-R-A-Y. Um, from Fox News Reno about um, Walk the Talk America and her personal experience of coming through the through the the trauma. And that takes a lot of courage. Oh, can you so imagine the courage. courage that would take with cameras rolling? Yeah. Holy moly! I I've got to meet this woman. I'm I'm so impressed with her. Um, but we'll get that posted up, and uh, it'll be on this show's uh, link. And then on also Michael Sodini's guest page. And uh, where do you find these links and Michael Sodini's guest page, Dan? At our website, gun. <laughs> You're not going to say it. It's just giving me dead eye over here. Gunfreedomradio.com. You click the guest tab and uh, all of the guests that we've ever had. You're tickled with yourself, aren't you? <laughs> that we've ever had on and you can go and binge listens to your heart's content darling yes if you click on the on demand tab you'll find all of our uh, audio version sometimes i just don't shows. want to do what she tells me to do folks sometimes just sometimes sometimes you know yeah sometimes but. how about all the time okay <laughs> and then Maybe um, we need counseling probably let's go take that uh that assessment and find out um all right and so uh, if you want to watch the video version of this show or any of our shows, you can go to 
YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. Look for gunfreedomradio.com, gunstreamer.com, and the uh, smartphone app called OpsLens. Our link has been broken on there for a while, and I'm hoping that uh, by the time this airs, we'll get that fixed because it stopped updating new shows um, a long time ago. And so I keep sending people there and hearing back that <laughs> they couldn't find the most recent. So we're going to work on that. Um, all right. Well, until Oops. next time, did you just yawn? Yeah. You just yawned on the air I was... while I was speaking yeah anything new <laughs> no not really um all right so until next time what are we gonna do we're gonna yawn we're gonna yawn and after we're done yawning what are we gonna do we're going to pray for our nation and we're gonna pray for our leaders even the one two or three thousand we don't like or whatever <laughs> no we're just gonna we're just gonna pray maybe especially the ones we don't like and let's also pray for our mental health workers yeah. and let's pray for um, Mike and I hope Jake he gets. I pray walk, that he gets a lot of funding. Walk the talk, America, and for all the people whose lives need to be touched by this work, and have been touched and will be touched by this work. If if um, every person that owned a firearm sent him five dollars, mm -hmm. first of all, we wouldn't notice it. It's one round of ammo, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know uh, what that would do for them because. People like him keep, you know, just it's, they do great work. So. Absolutely. So, all right, gang, until next time, be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless. Bye bye.